And uh, well, we're we're recording in a different uh, in a different location today. We're in the theater. Of That's the, right. Uh, of the Potterage Mansion. Of the Potterage Mansion today. We've um, moved into the theater. The home theater. The home theater. Yeah, which of course is a, a ninety nine seater. Yeah. Um, mm. It's a black box that also doubles as a movie theater, depending on what we uh, what we need it for. Right. One of those classic. Wow. You know, Queen. cabaret. Yeah. You get a lot of space in Queens. Uh, let me tell you. More more so than anywhere else in New York, I'd say. That's why they call it Queens, right? Because it's like where you can still live like royalty? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's it. That's exactly why they call it that. It's not the real name of this borough. The real name of this borough cannot be spoken. Mm. Um, so they just started calling it Queens. Yep. I heard that Queens is the Los Angeles of New York. Yes. I it just is, made that yeah. up. It's affordable. It's sunnier. <laughs> That's uh, right. We get cars. better weather. Driving uh, everywhere, highways. Yeah. Lots of driving, yeah. A lot of a lot of highways and um, palm trees everywhere. And marijuana is legal in Queens. You're only. also closer to the beach. That's true. <laughs> yeah, depending on which beach. Yes. <laughs> so obviously we're we're trying out a different uh, a thing today. We have a guest in the home theater of the Potterage Mansion who is calling well, we didn't, in. Uh, we didn't welcome everybody. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. How could you? you know How what? We you? were doing, I thought that we were recording earlier and we were just screwing around. We had a good bit that we were doing before and it wasn't being recorded. <laughs> I didn't realize that it wasn't being recorded. So I already, I was like, welcome to Potterage. I'm Emily Duncan. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what are you doing? You, we're just talking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let me try that again. Uh, welcome to Potterage. Welcome to Potterage. <laughs> I'm Emily Duncan. And I'm Joe DeBella. And we have a guest in the Potterage Home Theater Day who is calling in. This is a new thing we haven't done before. Yeah, that's right. Hello. Yeah. Uh, please welcome the very wonderful reporter, journalist, Katie Todd. Fan of Potterage. Yeah, fan of, po- fan of both Potterage and Entourage. Nice. Uh, Katie Todd, welcome. Welcome. We're so glad to have hey, you Emily. here. Hi. Hi, Joe. Hey. Hi. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling in. Um, Katie, you're up in Yellowknife, right? Are you in Yellowknife right now? That's true. I live in Yellowknife in the Great White North in Canada, where many people didn't even know that Canada goes that far, but it does. Yeah, it just keeps going up there. Mm-hmm. All the way. Yeah, and it, uh, which is so cool. I, I'm so jealous that you're up there. I would desperately want to come visit you at some point. Come on up. There's lots of room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before uh-huh. we get started, I think I just need to... Uh, thank rufus over at home video solutions for helping set up the home theater that we're in and uh getting us all the equipment for for the recording today yeah it's tough to see it uh because this is a podcast but we are both wearing the hats uh from rufus's home video as requested right rufus home video solutions um visit rufus today for all your home video needs uh with that out of the way (laughs) Uh, (laughs) don't you dare cut that out uh katie what's your experience of entourage to date yeah i actually had really fond memories of watching entourage as a young like as a teen with my younger brother um my younger brother and i really did not get along as kids and i would say still to date it's like we're always just like 
reaching out there for some kind of common ground oh. like we have nothing in common <laughs> yeah so I just I don't know I just remember what like Andrash was like the one thing that like both of us could stand so I was like okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> that both of us could stand that does feel right yeah. for Entourage yeah I'm not saying it was good I'm not gonna say that but it was there it was you know? tolerable it was there <laughs> It was tolerable. It was like a college boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Like, ugh, you exist. Well, I'm glad to hear that uh, Entourage, now I don't want to editorialize bringing, here, but Entourage brought your family together. Bringing families together. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's all about family. Yeah. It's all about family. Yes. Oh, man. Mm. When I heard that in the episode today, I was like, this is where, so they, they, they watched Fast and Furious and just took lines from it and Cars for this episode. Mm-hmm. The Fast and Furious pr- like prop department was just giving away everything they had left over yeah. and they were like, all right, we'll take it. That was before they realized they had a franchise on their hands. They were just like, get rid of this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll never That's need this again. That's where Mandy Moore's outfits came from. Oh That's boy, right. <laughs> that feels true. Man, is Mandy Moore okay? In this episode, she seems like something's off. Not just like in terms of her dealings with Vince, but like... I think it's because she knew it was going to be her last step. Was it her last step? Got, I mean, I guess I haven't seen past this. So they set it up to be to be the last step. Yeah. Um, it, I don't, don't want to spoil anything for you, but all signs point to last step. So <laughs> I'm getting the sense this might be her last step. So we're talking today, season two, episode thirteen, Exodus. Exodus, and what an appropriate time for it because Passover is coming up this weekend. Right. Which is all about the Exodus. So cool. And Easter. It's all mm-hmm. about the. Uh, Exodus. Is it? Exodus from... Uh, the cave? The cave, yeah. He, yep. he got life. out of there. He made it. You he know what? Out. You sold me. Yeah. It is. <laughs> he exited life itself. <laughs> he did, yeah. He, uh, Jesus' yeah. exodus from life. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, this episode debuted August 28, 2005. Uh, couldn't find how many viewers, but we're, <laughs> we're well over the 2 million range. Uh, yeah. So we're probably we're probably about two point four million viewers, I wanna say, for this episode. If uh if I'm taking I, I I took a little sneak of what the numbers were for the next episode and kinda averaged it out from the last episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um got a nine point two on IMDB, one of the highest rated apps. Just uh, a top app. Directed by Julian Farina. Yep. Classic app. Classic. And written by Don't Doug tell Allen. Me. Doug Allen and no. And Emily. Is it? Emily. It has to be. Cliff Dorfman? It's Cliff Dorfman joint. It's Cliff Dorfman. It's a Dorfman joint. The Dorfman came. This is true Dorfman script. This is true Dorfman work. We went full Dorf. This is uh, this is D language. <laughs> D language? Yeah. I don't even know what that means. It's Dorfman language. <laughs> it's uh, it's pure Dorf. Yeah. No, I mean, a lot of the other episodes recently, there's been multiple writers, but yeah. this is just a straight... I mean, Doug Allen's credited on every app right. because he's a narcissist and creator of the show. But Listen, if I create a show that gets 96 episodes on HBO, you better know that my name's on every single one of those things. I don't even care if it's any good. Right, but you probably... I mean, you probably won't be writing all. I mean, I think sometimes you'll give what? it off to a Cliff Dorfman type. I, I actually read an article in Complex, though, where Doug Allen goes through some of his, like, his must, must view entourage eps. And this, he says this one is his favorite. And then wow. actually he got a few, some very negative notes from an HBO executive. He felt awful. And uh, 
ultimately Marky Marks came in and saved the day and said, listen, it's great. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> so I think that Doug actually actually had a hand in this one. Wow. That's that- actually shocking because I don't like, I, like, I wasn't really that into this episode, to be quite honest with you. I can't see it being one of the favorites, though. Like, so many more fun things have happened in in the show. I can see how it could be someone's favorite because it is, it's a big Ari ep and big Lloyd ep, too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this episode feels like a very Entourage episode of Entourage. Like, you get the Ari and Lloyd dynamic and, you know, you get Vince buying all his boys jewelry for no real reason mm-hmm. and like mandy moore's there but she's like quickly going to become irrelevant like i guess even though it there's definitely episodes where wackier things happen i kind of see why like doug might be like ah yes this is i have distilled my oeuvre you know yeah this is a, like pure uncut entourage mm-hmm. the most entourage and actually in that complex article he also said that he tried to base the movie off of season two and he feels like this is super season two so you know it gave us that artistic show oh. wow <laughs> um no <laughs> there you go world oh great <laughs> yeah that that's interesting i guess uh, that kind of makes sense want to, uh, should we get into this yeah should we, we should probably start recapping this this little let's let's get into this, this tasty well, little morsel well, do you have a Actually, before that, do you have an HBO summary that you want oh, like to read? Oh, uh, I will if Ooh. you just Ooh, hold boy. on. All right, uh, HBO summary for Exodus. Uh, here we go. Vince's feelings for his Aqua Girl intensify, but when Eric, Turtle, and Drama see her with her ex, the crew begin to worry for their friend. Drama and Turtle follow her to get photographic evidence of her infidelities, but their low-res cam phone shots fail to convince their friend. Vince does ask her about her feelings, and she admits that she thinks that she needs to return to her former flame, leaving Vince devastated and ready to quit the Aquaman project. Ari's con- uh, Ari's conflict with Terrence hits a boiling point, and when Ari attempts a coup, he winds up being fired from the agency. And that's your HBO summary. Classic app. It really is. It really does have like a lot. It it does cover a lot of bases in terms of what Entourage is. You also get, I mean, probably, I mean, I love Lloyd. You know that I'm a pro Lloyd person. This is a big Lloyd. Lloyd is the unsung hero of Entourage. Yeah, absolutely. He should be the fully sung hero of Entourage. (laughs) I'm trying to make him the sung hero of Entourage. (laughs) Lloyd. I feel like if 2019 had Entourage, which it wouldn't for so many reasons, but Lloyd would be the main character. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I would love that. I would love a reboot with Lloyd running the show. Lloyd at the center. Yeah. Yeah, I'd totally watch that show. Uh, Um, All all right. right. uh, Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Let's get into this one here. Um, So we start out with the boys. They're walking down a lovely L.A. street. They're talking about family and if they consider themselves all family and part of the same family. The question you gotta ask yourself, E, is are we family? Yeah, E, are we family? What are we if we're not family? Just four guys who are a little too old to still be living together. <laughs> yeah, one guy who's way too old. <laughs> Just share the wealth. You made 200 grand off Aquaman. With another 300 coming in? That is good money. And meanwhile, me and Turtle, we're living beneath the poverty. Um, Turtle is wearing a very weird McDonald's All-American jersey, which uh, 
I don't know what that is from or why he's wearing it or anyways, big Jersey head, but uh, it just seemed very uh, striking to me. It's an odd one. It's a new one. Yeah. Um, Doesn't really say anything about what he stands for, I guess. Yeah, well, fast food and, and America. And America? Yeah, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm wrong. It's exactly what he stands for. So, and they're all talking about, uh, well, how much E made from Aquaman. So he made like what two hundred thousand dollars off of Vince from for uh, for Aquaman so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all want but they that all want a little bit. Me. Yeah. Is that because he's a manager? Yeah, it's because he gets ten percent. Ten percent, yeah. What Vince makes because of he's his manager. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they think that's the racket we got to get into. Folks. Yeah, I know. I'm ready to to manage some folks and do nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's well. When we when we're done with Podtourage, we'll just start our own management company. Yeah. Katie, you're invited. Excellent. I'm I'm there. I'm already there. <laughs> Great. We'll call it Entourage Inc. I'm sure no one will had no one will take issue with that. No, that's fine. There's no issues. Trust me. I know people. Don't worry about it. Um, so, so they all go to start mm-hmm. to buy like these watches. They go into, very, like, very expensive watches. Jewelry store. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're all fascinated with these big watches. Uh, we find out that uh, drama needs a gold watch because silver doesn't read on his skin. Yeah. And they're talking uh, about these watches being like over $10,000 each, which if he yeah. only made $200,000 is like, you're going to drain that pretty fast at that right now. Yeah. He's furious. I mean, he doesn't want to be, wa- he doesn't want to buy the watches no. for people why would he <laughs> like, it's this is a very weird scene because it's a classic entourage move it's classic ellen and dorf yeah um because trick. it's just a trick it's just a fake out they immediately are like i told you he'd buy it if you wanted him yeah. to i'm buying it i'm vince because i have unlimited money even though there's like my my house is like his entire is, salary is already gone yeah from Aquaman so far, at least. Uh, but but yeah, but they you know they do that really fun thing that Entourage loves to do, which is where the boys tease each other by tricking each other into thinking something bad is happening, and then saying, "Just kidding, nothing bad." Yeah. So Vince ends up buying the watches, and the dramas drama and turtle out to wear theirs out. Yeah. Uh, and then they are hanging out. So they're all hanging out outside the watch store while Vince is uh, finalizing his purchase, because God forbid any of them actually stand with him while. While he buys them, they're all jerks, though, right? Like they leave him to go buy the watches, but he also just like manipulated his friend to be like power move, buddy. Here's a watch. Like I don't want to be friends with any of them. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want any of these people as my friends. It's you know what it is. I feel like they have so little like real drama in their lives right now because they have so much money uh, that the way they're dealing with it is by creating tiny dramas between them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, yeah, they're all just the worst. If any one of my friends did this to me where they tried to make it like me buy somebody a $10,000 watch or like even what would be that amount relative to my salary. And then we're, we're just like, see, I told you she'd do it if you pushed her. I'd be. So you're not going to buy me a $10,000 watch? Joe, no. We've been over this. No. This is bullshit. Um, so the boys are hanging out outside the watch store, and then from across the street, they see Mandy walking out of a store with her ex, Chris. My God. I actually thought this was Gerard Butler for a second. And then <laughs> really? It, and then it w- very wasn't. But in that first shot, it looks a lot like Gerard Butler. Oh. I thought she was cheating on him with a Gerard Butler, and then I was like, oh, no, it's Chris. Never mind. But, you know, take a look. I, I swear to God, I, it looks a lot like Gerard Butler. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so they, they see, they see, uh, what's their faces, and then Drama and Turtle are like, we're gonna stalk them. Like, we're gonna follow them, and yeah. we're not gonna tell Vince. They're gonna track her down, um, and they make Eli to Vince, uh, on their behalf. Yeah. yeah. This was a good cut, though. This was a good sort of, like, funny little line thing that they did. They were like, your representation, lie, and then they cut right to Ari being yeah. an asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah, so then we cut to Ari. He is... Showing up late to a meeting, mm-hmm. uh, Lloyd warns him that they already started and Terrence is in the meeting. Um, you know, Ari's kind of taken aback. Yeah. He doesn't understand why Terrence is there, what's going on. It's the start of trouble, I'll tell you that. And Terrence won't even let him sit in the meeting late. It's so rude. I know. Terrence is really, yeah. like, really disturbing the shit here. Well, that's, uh, I mean, things rules happen. are rules. Just things happen, you know, traffic. Yeah, you know, it's, LA. it's L.A. No one, how, how are you supposed to account for traffic? This is a rule that was set years ago. Mm-hmm. Nobody is allowed to enter staff meetings late. Not know? even Ari Gold. So, I, I, hey, as somebody who has to go to many meetings during the day, mm-hmm. seeing people walk in late is infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Terrence kicks Ari out of the meeting, uh, and then we cut back to Drama and Turtle in the car, uh, they're trying to tail Mandy. So drama's got like all these rules about how to tail somebody, how to like tail a woman. You got to be a certain amount of car lanes back. I love this little like sub game C plot thing that they have going of like turtle and drama's friendship. Yeah. And like, and Tur- all of the, and then, and then drama being like very experienced in stalking women. Yeah. Turtle's taken aback about how experienced he is. He says, how many times have you done this? And drama just says too, too many, many times. <laughs> too many. And then, uh, Turtle asks how many times he's been cheated on, and he says, too many. <laughs> too many. Yeah, that was fun. That was like, I mean, you know, obviously having a technique for stalking people is not something that uh, is good to have, but... Um, don't do it. If they are don't cheating, though, no, then it's warranted. I don't know. Stalk them. Well, to our listeners. No, I don't stalk think. your Stalk no. your friends, girlfriends, no. <laughs> to make sure that they're not cheating on them. And what? They just are coming out of a blockbuster with her ex, you know? I mean, they like, weren't at Blockbuster. Were they at Blockbuster or were they at a regular store? They were for sure at Blockbuster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I know they go to Blockbuster later in the yeah, year. Yeah, they go to Blockbuster because that's where they were. Oh, okay. They, okay. Were, they were coming out of the Blockbuster and they were like, we got to find out what movie they were renting. Yeah. <laughs> Which also is just a real blast from the past when you realize this movie centers around what people are not this show in this moment in this episode centers around what people are buying at Blockbuster or renting. Yeah. I know. And you're like, oh, shoot. That was only 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, sweet Blockbuster. I miss it so. Yeah, that was pretty upsetting. Oh. Um, Rip. Yeah. <laughs> Rip. I was reading about that. There is one blockbuster still open in uh, in Oregon. Um, Yeah, there was up to like at one point, like a Mm -hmm. year or two ago, there were like there were a couple in like Texas, Washington, Oregon, and Alaska, and they've slowly been closing. I think there's. I think there were two. I think there was one. There was one in Australia, and it just closed. So the only one. There was one in Australia. I believe so. Yeah, I don't know. To our Australian guy who listens, yeah, Australian listeners, uh, let us know if you had a if you had a blockbuster up until recently. But yeah, there is one still open in in Oregon, like outside of Portland, uh, and it's like a tourist destination. Like a bunch of people still go there. They have blockbuster cards. They said Aww. that they keep opening up accounts because all these tourists come and just want like a card and to say that they still belong to a blockbuster and stuff. 
It's lovely, and I miss it. Wow. And I would kill many Saturday nights in high school just going to a blockbuster just and just around. walking around. Just reading those VHS covers, you know? Um, now so yeah, so they now I don't even get out of the house. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if this <laughs> same plot line happened this year, they would never have seen them out because they would have just been at home watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. They would have just ordered bagels in. Well, not bagels because it's L.A. They would have just ordered... I don't know, um, avocados in Mexican. That's I say that like um, I don't love avocados, but like, you know, it's just the California thing, right? Um so they then we cut yeah. back to Terrence and Terrence wants so there's this whole like to do Lloyd tells Ari that Terrence wants him to go upstairs to meet with him. Ari says he wants Terrence to come downstairs to his office and meet with him. <laughs> this is so silly. Um and then Lloyd gets them on the phone together finally and they both agree to meet later on in the day in neutral territory in a conference room (laughs) this is why no offense joe this is why women have to take over (laughs) no i agree to take over the world just the men are just i mean not all of them there are lots of great men out there but this this is too much there's not that many (laughs) and then the you know plus the sexual harassment and all that but like (laughs) you (laughs) you know the combination ain't great um so they agreed to, to meet later on oh i'm gonna get written up on reddit for that one uh <laughs> if there's anyone still from the entourage reddit listening so then vince uh so wait so vince wants e to go yeah so the vince and uh e are driving home together. to mandy's house oh drive yeah, yeah he's yeah. driving vince over to mandy's um and they're having this like weird conversation where vince wants e to go to paris with him mm-hmm. uh and with him and Mandy and Sloan, uh, and they say it's never too early to go to Paris. Yeah, uh, and which he's I, just like, yeah, yeah. He couldn't be more uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. being like I don't want to go to Paris with you <laughs> and Mandy Moore and this girl I just started dating. <laughs> right. I mean, it is never too early to go to Paris, Joe. It is. It's true. And that's why I mean, every time I, I fly know. to Paris, I fly out at twelve oh one in the morning. Oh God! Because hey. hey. <laughs> it's never too early to go to Paris. Can you uh, turn your mic down here? Uh, just I'm a, gonna go jump off levels. a bridge. <laughs> this podcast is now canceled. Yeah, uh, Podrod is on permanent hiatus, effective immediately. Okay. Um, so Vince, uh, so they're talking about Paris, and then E drops Vince off at Mandy's house, and they do like this weird drive-by. So like, Drama and Turtle are still. So even though Mandy Moore is at home already they're still across the streets like looking at her house like uh and then this is they, a crime yeah the job was done they they yeah. she's at home <laughs> like she's right. but then they call e and say like we found out that you know they just went home together and and mandy's at home now and then e asks where they are and they say look to your look to your side and uh he drives by both of them. This is a nice, goofy little slapstick moment. Did you actually turn me all the way down? No, I don't. Oh, no. <laughs> Never mind. Here we go. <laughs> uh, it would be fine if you did. Uh, but yeah, it's a nice little like slapstick moment, I guess, for Montourage. I don't know that I enjoyed yeah, but it, but it was funny that it happened. I think it's crazy because <laughs> Vince says, like, hey, isn't that our car? And, and then doesn't, doesn't say respond. anything else yeah. about it. He doesn't even be, go like, no, it is our car. That's our exact car. But this is when we start realizing, like, Vince is the pretty actor, you know? He's maybe <laughs> not the smart actor. Right, and he can't really read, so... 
That's true. Yeah. As everyone well, he, knows. He probably, I mean, if he really wanted to know if it was his car or not, he would be able to read the license plate. But since he can't read. Yeah. Which again, I do posit that it's possible what he needs is glasses too. That could be it. Mm. You know? Have I mean, we seen Vincent glasses? No. Oh, okay. Maybe he's got like a pair in his room that he never wears. He's one of those people, you know, that's like, no, no, I can see. And you're like, you can't see. You got to wear your glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm becoming that. <laughs> me, me too. I always, actually, I love wearing my glasses because I like seeing things, but I forget to put them on fairly regularly. I, I actually made a little sign for my house that says to put my glasses on before I leave, hmm. which doesn't work if I'm not wearing my glasses. Because <laughs> you can't see it. <laughs> no, but I know that it's there, which is helpful. And I can I can read it uh, depending on, yeah, even if I'm far away, it's pretty it's pretty visible. But it's uh, it just says like phone key wallet glasses. But is that, is that a take on the Sandler bit or... Mm, what's the Sandler bit? He has a song called like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keys. What from his most well, recent like yeah. from No. <laughs> it's I don't think he gets to own that. <laughs> uh they drive past the Hummer, they don't recognize it, but they do. <laughs> and then I don't know, Mandy lies to Vince's face is kind of the next big highlight, right? Yeah, so he drops her mm. off at Mandy's um then we cut to E talking to Sloan about like the whole Mandy situation, how he saw her with Chris, and then Sloan is kind of sticking up for Mandy and saying like they were together uh, for you know like three years or five years or mm-hmm. uh, they were together for a while. They got a history together, so you know it's okay if they meet up just to chat. And then we cut to Ari uh, calling E about Terrence while he's with Sloan, but then he like abruptly hangs up. I, I that scene I that seemed pointless really to me. Why did he call E? Like there was uh, no point to it. Wait, <laughs> is that where he because was? Because like... he wants to know if he's in trouble with Terrence and he thinks E might be able to give oh, him the okay. inside scoop from Sloan, yes, Terrence's daughter. Yeah, but that's but such a stretch. E, like <laughs> E blows it up by saying it like talking about it in front of Sloan, oh. shaming Ari and making him feel like a fool. Well Ari is a fool. Yeah, he if is. anything, I do feel like everything in this episode that Ari gets is totally deserved. I feel like this all <laughs> happened within like an hour. So like, why yeah, would I was Ar- trying to? I actually <laughs> wrote out the timeline on this because I was like, how can this all be one day? <laughs> uh, but I think it was all one day because it's the meeting and then it's the like. It's true, yeah. You know, it's all just one long day. Then they must have all been exhausted at the end of this. It's just another exciting day for the boys of entourage yeah or well i guess less so turtle and drama but i mean still they had an emotionally (laughs) exhausting day well they got the watches too yeah they got watches they did some stalking yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) they rented a movie yeah (laughs) they watched the movie they They watched watched the the whole movie um they broke their little hearts they watched (laughs) almost the whole movie they had to turn it off but Mm. we won't we won't jump ahead um, so Ari and Terrence, uh, so we cut back to them. Uh, they finally meet in a conference room. So Terrence confesses that he misses the action uh, and the thrill of running the company, and he's going to come back full time. And Ari wants something to ensure that you know he's going to be safe. He still has like a year left on his contract. He wants an extension, but then he Terrence won't give him one. So he wants something else to like ensure that you know all the work he's done means that he will still be able to stick around. This is what I'm prepared to offer you. Here's what I'm willing to offer you. I do love Terrence. Nothing. Finally giving Ari shit. Somebody's giving Ari shit. Yeah, I I also, I have to say, I thought about this after. It was something that didn't strike me in the moment, but after I was like, wow, 
Malcolm McDowell pulled off, passing a note that had nothing in right. all caps with three exclamation points and looking serious. Right. Nothing about me was like, well, that's a silly way to have written that. Well, he's a pro. McDowell's the best part of this. So he's, him and I mean, Lloyd, he's a professional. I want a spinoff of Terrence and Lloyd. Oh, my God. Uh, what an agency. <laughs> they could be rivals. Oh, yeah. Uh, Terrence and yeah. Lloyd facing off agency to agency. Mano a mano. Old school, new school. Old school, new With school. With cameos for Mandy Moore. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, hopefully a lot more women in this spinoff. No, that's not the entourage way, yes, and we all know it. No, <laughs> we're changing it up. We're flipping the script. Uh, uh, the world cu- is changing. All right. Uh, then we cut back to the boys. They go to meet Vince. Uh, they tell him about Mandy. They go to a restaurant. They're trying to show him pictures of Mandy and Chris on uh, Drama's cell phone, but the pictures look like shit because his cell phone wasn't designed for long-range photography. Yeah, another thing that hinges on old technology. This is such a beautiful silly i don't know i just remember those flip phones and how terrible those cameras were yeah and then so they basically tell vince like that's mandy and chris uh vince doesn't really know what to do so he what does he do he like call he like he leaves he calls he mandy leaves, right he gets up and just goes and calls her oh okay right yeah and then she's like well you know he wanted to talk we were supposed to, and he's like that's reasonable right boys she's reasonable everybody sit down yeah. And then I I don't actually remember. Does he Well so I think so he he leaves to call her and then we cut back to Ari. Oh, okay. So then this is the this is where Ari hands Lloyd a note uh with a list of eight agents' names on it and then he says that he, to go to these agents and whisper the words Tsitsi fly. Tsitsi fly. Lloyd This envelope contains the names of eight agents. Anyone catches you, you eat it. Comprende? Nod if you understand what I'm saying. I understand. You can't just fucking nod? Lloyd, I want you to pledge your undying loyalty to me. All right. Listen, Lloyd, do you want to make it or do you want to fold shirts at a Chinese laundry? Now pledge. I pledge my undying loyalty to you. Okay. I want you to go to each of these agents discreetly say the words tsetse fly uh which is a blood-sucking fly i believe i believe so yeah. it's like a diseased african yeah fly. it causes like sleeping disease yeah yeah it's definitely yeah that sounds very right is that it's the kind of thing that's not good to have around typical so is Ari. he saying go to these eight, eight agents and tell them tsetse fly is in we're gonna be the tsetse fly or like the tsetse fly is on us I think we're gonna be the so, CC fly. Yeah, yeah. Because we're gonna. I so I feel like they do lean pretty hard into just being bad guys at that agency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was curious as to what the plan was supposed to be. I mean, it seems to be that they would meet at that restaurant, but then what? You know. Well, I think that's when Ari would uh, either be starting his own agency or gather everybody together to help push Terrence back out and yeah. sh- and show loyalty to Ari. Mm-hmm. It would probably be the second one. I don't think Arya was prepared to start his own agency. Yeah. Well, he should have. I mean, not to like, not to tell him what to do here, but he obviously should have stuck around for that year and then like slowly built up like right. the ability to move. Maybe even like in a happy way where everyone would be like, "Yeah, we want this for you, Ari." Right. Yeah. But or I just mean, wait it out. I mean, Malcolm McDowell is like, he's not going to want to work forever. You know. Yeah. 
I mean, I love mm. the man. I hope he wants to work forever, but. But I feel like being smart and strategic is not the Ari Gold way. No. Oh, certainly not. If that yeah. were the case, none of this up. had to happen. None of this had to happen. He could have just either been on time to the meeting, right. gone up to Malcolm McDowell's office. To, uh, just yeah, waited Terrence. a year. Um, yeah, waited out the year. Not pushed to have his contract extended. Literally, there are so many places where this could not have gone. They did the try to make did. it seem like he was like putting a lot of thought into this because after that conference room meeting with Terrence, he like goes back to his office and then sits on the couch. Takes and a little it's nap. Like, yeah, he looks so weird. It's like, is he meditating? Is he just like thinking? He's like, crushed under the weight of this he's decision. Doing. Yeah. He's doing in rage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's but, exactly right. Yeah. And then he acts with emotion instead of uh, thinking things through. And yeah. then, oh, and then so then we cut back and the, like is Vince where, is calling yeah. Mandy. And then while he's talking to her, Drama and Turtle are like, we're going to go get Vince the proof he needs. Right. Yeah. And then they just leave. Um, and then and Vince comes like, back rude. and says, yeah, he's like, oh, those guys, they never say bye. Yeah. Why? That's like, why he's <laughs> the best friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Vince says that Mandy basically told him that they were hanging out and it's just because this was actually the weekend that they were supposed to get married. So they just wanted to see each other. And mm-hmm. I mean, I also I don't want to like judge lifestyles here, but like it, when when we find out that Mandy and the other guy were only dating for three years and she's like 21 22 at this point yeah he's a pedophile this is crazy (laughs) she should be left alone by everyone (laughs) um so then we cut back to ari walking through the hallways of of the agency uh and And all of the white male agents are saying cc fly to him right and he's you know he's making the rounds and then he goes over he walks past Adam Davies and Adam Davies says something. What is he? I don't even know what he said. He said something about like hamburgers or something. I think the Hamlet, which is, I think the name of the restaurant they're supposed to meet at. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Yes. yes, yes. Because no one in that Hollywood would ever go there. Okay. Is what he says. I think that makes total sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand any of that. So thank Yeah. Well, thank you're you. welcome. <laughs> I'm so glad to have been able to be of help. This show is way above my head. I'm, uh, <laughs> it's pretty complicated. It's a little hard to wrap your head around. Um, so Ari gets mad at Davies because Davies says the wrong thing to him. He like pulls him aside and basically yells at him uh, and then walks away. He like threatens him and says, like, well, you better bring in some, you better have some really good clients, Davies. Uh, and Davies is like kind of shocked that Ari's in such a vulnerable position right now and still being an asshole. Somehow to him. still managing to be a ding dong. Yeah. Mm. Technical term. And then we cut to Turtle and Drama going to the actual blockbuster uh, to get some info on, on the movie that Mandy and Chris rented. Because Looking for that intel. Drama says, you know, it's a different story if they're renting one movie versus another. Um, right. And neither of the movies that he says are movies that I remember anything about. Right. So they go into Blockbuster, and boy, was it good to see the inside of a Blockbuster again. Oh, so refreshing. It was so cute. When they go to the Blockbuster and they try to ask the girl at the Blockbuster if she'll tell them what movie Mandy Moore got. And she answers, I value my job. I know. That's heartbreaking. That was so beautiful. (laughs) She is 100% unemployed right now. (laughs) Oh, well, not anymore. She probably went to college and now she's out in the world. Maybe she's working in PR. I think she valued that job so much. And then when Blockbuster... Uh, the company folded. You it think she folded her. with it? It crushed mm. her. 
and she now she doesn't I trust any company again. I bet she sits in her home every day and watches old VHS tapes. Yes. Remembering the days that were. In fairness, yeah. so do I. But yeah, I agree. It's adorable. She's like, I can't be bought. And then. <laughs> and then her neighbor can. Yeah. Yeah, I, some like dirtbag guy yeah, who works at Then there was a guy that was like, I could be bought. <laughs> yeah, we'll take out that uh, that money clip again and uh, I could give you some info. Yeah, that would be not to like rewrite their script for them or anything, but that would be the slicker way to do that. It's just, just when she's like, I can't be bought, have him be like, I can be bought. Yeah. And that's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so, oh, one of the things about that interaction with the guy was that uh, the employee recognized drama from Celebrity Justice when he flipped out on the guy uh, with the golf club. Oh, I loved this beautiful morsel, this little tasty tidbit. Yeah, and drama was so excited that he was on CJ, Celebrity Justice. Mm. Uh, he's super thrilled to be recognized, even if it is for just being a, uh, a total dirtbag, uh, bashing in some guy's windshield. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to Ari. He's at the restaurant where he thinks he's about to be applauded when he walks in by all the agents. Um, yeah. And then as he's walking in, Lloyd calls him and says... Code red, Ari, code red. What are you talking about? He knows, he knows. Who knows what? Mr. McEwick. Think you're the first one to arrive. Oh, fuck. Terrence knows about the exodus. Yeah, uh, and he looks and it's an empty room and the lady's like, guess you're the first one here. And for some reason she's like a milkmaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why, sir, I'll be milking the cows in the back if you need anything. All right, turn the microphone off. Um, you're yeah, right. you're you're out. I'm uh, out. <laughs> I'm back up. Uh, no, I'm back. Terrence down. one, Ari zero. Yeah, milk made one million points. <laughs> one million yeah. points. Yeah. So when Ari heads back to the office, he's like basically racing back to the office. That whole weird scene with him at the elevators, where he's like jumping around, like waiting for one of the three elevators to like come down, and then like. Yeah, he excitedly well, jumps this into another like, one. <laughs> uh, one of their like a really, I would say one of their better sequences of like things, in terms of just action happening and like really getting the character. I, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty slick. Yeah, and like just everything going down in like that waterfall sort of fashion. Yeah, it was like mm. pretty well done for TV. Like that was like a TV writing. I mean, it's not it's not like an episode of. A good TV show per se, but like as Entourage goes, that was like uh... yeah, it's no Big Bang Theory, that's for sure. <laughs> you know how I love my Sheldon. <laughs> I'm more of a young Sheldon boy. Um, <laughs> you are. So uh, Ari races back to the office. Then, as he's like trying to get back to his office, um, Davies confesses to him that he's the one that sold him out and told Terrence what was going on. Sorry, don't worry about it. Sorry, don't sweat it, Peter. Too bad, all right. It's all right, man. Sorry, bro. It's okay. It ain't your fault. You should be a nicer person. Maybe then people wouldn't fuck you. You talk, Davies? Hey, Adam. Yeah, all right. Just so you know, your girlfriend, when she was in the mailroom, she offered to blow me. True story. Uh, he said he should How be a little nicer he? to him. He's got to be nicer to him. He's been giving Davy shit for years. Yeah, but you never think that someone's actually going to turn around and really stab you in the back, you know? Just because you're a little shit. 
I, I, I don't feel bad for Ari, though. I, I mean, the amount of people that he's probably, like, fucked over over the years. I yeah, mean, like, honestly, I guess if I worked in that environment, I would be so quick to turn on Ari and be like, yeah, get rid of him. I hate that guy. <laughs> 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 like, if my boss were like, do you ever feel like um, Ari kind of makes a tense work environment? I'd be like, you go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and this is a way for Davies to, you know, get some traction in his career. He doesn't want to be repping mm-hmm. drama forever. This is his way to get in with Terrence, you know? and get some more high-profile clients. Yeah. You could drop drama. Raise your hand if you've ever been personally victimized by Ari Gold. Exactly. Oh, my God. Everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in this scene, Terrence also confronts Ari. So Ari's trying to get into his office, but there's like a big security guard standing at his door. People, we have a traitor in our midst. Let this be a lesson to all of you. You're making a very big mistake, Terence. Oh, that's what Arthur Jensen said in 1973. He was the first conspirator that I ever dealt with. Try finding him now, Ari. He's selling auto insurance in Reseda. I also, I love that Terence gives him the slow clap when he comes out. <laughs> yeah, it's so smug. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then so Ari's like, uh, Ari gives his big speech about how he's been running the agency for the last eight years and everybody knows it and yeah. he's going to start his own agency and they're all coming with him. Right, Lloyd? Yeah, very Jerry Maguire moment. And uh, the deafening <laughs> silence from Lloyd. I really, I was actually very proud of Lloyd because I thought he wasn't going to do it and then maybe it would become about like dueling agencies but yeah. then I I get it. I mean, it's still entourage. It has to, <laughs> it has to be what it's going to be. But <laughs> But instead, what happens is uh, Ari's like, Lloyd, what the hell? And Lloyd's like, you can't say mean things about my sexual orientation or my race anymore. And yeah. Ari's like, no, I'm not going to promise that. But it's I'll like, say sorry. I will, yeah, I'll apologize after. All. Which there's <laughs> no way he's going to do. But but also, like, how worn down is Lloyd that he's like, yeah, that's good. That, that'll, right. that'll, yeah. Do. Yeah. that'll do, pig. <laughs> that'll do. Uh, yeah, I know. Poor sweet Lloyd deserves so much better. Yeah. So the, and they they walk out of the office. It's total silence. Um, and then they head back down to the parking garage and they shut off Ari's phone because it's a company phone. Uh, yeah, it turns out Ari then, owns nothing. Yeah, and <laughs> the valet refuses to pull Ari's car around because it's a company car. Uh, right? <laughs> How did he not know that that would be the case? <laughs> I guess maybe he just didn't think it would happen so quickly. Yeah, that they uh, would just be like, "No, this car is ours." Yeah. Well, because he gave the Guatemalan valet so many mexican pesos yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what he is such a dirtbag like honestly lloyd should not have gone with him but um but he did and that's okay because ari's gonna be i get the car being taken away from him because there's like a valet there but it takes a little bit of time to turn a phone off i mean Nope, not if you're Terrence. <laughs> not if you're Terrence. Terrence has pull. He's mm-hmm. got he's got the uh, numbers for all the the execs at the cell phone company. <laughs> yeah, he just called up T-Mobile, presumably, mm-hmm. uh, yes. and said, "Shut it down." You know the yeah. one. Maybe he called in advance. Maybe he knew he was going to do this. In this scene, though, Ari makes good on something that he's wanted to do for the last couple of years with his flip phone is that he takes it yeah. and just smashes it against the wall. <laughs> Wait, we've talked about this before, right? I used to love to do that. Yes, you ha- yeah, you've mentioned that you love taking flip I phones love and just to breaking break a them in half. Flip phone. Ooh, it's so satisfying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just snap that little fucker in half. You can throw it at stuff as long as you're only using like a less than $20. I mean, listen, I'm not saying all the time. 
but like once a year, you if you have a really good reason to be upset. Do you make a call on it first? No. Oh, you gotta make a call. Mm, well, you I gotta mean, make a call. It depends on the situation. I guess maybe if I if I'd just gotten a call and that was what made me mad, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. If I'm mad enough to flip my phone or to to jack up my phone, I'm not gonna stop and make a phone call. Who well, am I gonna call? Out of the my box. Phone? I think that makes it more satisfying because you're actually using the phone, and then you you hang up, and then you really smash the thing. Well, I'm not like buying a new one just to smash it. I buy a new one after I smash it, and then that's my phone for a while. I just take the little SIM card out. I'm confused. Wait, what? Wait, You're do you think that I buy a new phone in just in order to smash it? A flip phone, yeah. Yeah, like I thought you had a box of them that you just kept in like a place like for being angry, and then you would oh, open no, up no, no. the box I'm so and take sorry. out a new phone. I've misspoken. So when this is when I used to use a flip phone as my phone. Oh, so it okay. would be oh, yes. my phone, and as long as it was a cheap phone. But you're, you, you haven't done this recently. No. Oh, you yeah. got to do it recently. No. <laughs> you got to do it now. Go cool. buy a phone tomorrow. I would be. I listen, to... <laughs> if I had all the money in the world, like if I were a famous person, if I were Bill Murray or whatever, Those I would get rid of my like iPhone tomorrow. Bucks, well, it's like, not that. It's that like I would rather station. be on a flip phone all the time. Like just destroying mm-hmm. the phone isn't fun. It's about like using it. Like it, it's about it being part of your life and like it being a symbol you would be of like right. whatever power. is frustrating you'd be you. Like Anna Wintour, you'd have your flip phone and then you'd have an assistant <laughs> with a cell phone. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't You're want to charge. get emails on the go. I don't. I don't need yeah. this and I don't want it. Call my answering service. Um, so we cut to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so oh, and that also in that last scene, Ari punches the wall. Oh yeah, um, and breaks his hand. Basically. Yeah, he definitely hurt himself pretty bad there. That yeah. was a solid-looking wall. Yeah, he's screaming Ooh. pretty loudly, and not in the uh, just normal way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's in he's injured way. Um, so then we cut to Turtle uh, saying that they rented Ryan's song, um, which is inaccurate. So this is a goof. Uh, we got a goof. So the, mo- the movie alert. is the movie huh? is Brian's song. I don't know if Turtle maybe is, they're just trying to portray him as an idiot or not, but um, but he says Ryan, but the movie's <laughs> they Brian's couldn't get song. the right to say Brian's song. Yeah, but then they played the movie. Uh, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> no, there's no way. I don't know what happened there, but yeah, maybe he just misspoke, and that was the only good take that they could get. That <laughs> could definitely be it. Maybe there was like a truck honking outside, and they were like, "I guess we have to use the Ryan song take." But we're this, not going back to that restaurant. This is a crazy, this is a crazy discussion because drama is going a little hardcore with this. So basically, drama is trying to explain to Vince and E that this is a, a very sentiment, or I guess he's just talking to E, right? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So he's saying that uh, this is a very, you know, sentimental movie, especially for men. So there's no way that uh, Chris wouldn't be crying and having his tears essentially acting as a lubricant for that he has sex with so anymore. <laughs> so. These guys talk about other people having sex a lot. That's a scene where no somebody should have... That's a scene where I expect somebody like Turtle to be like, drama, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Or even E, but nobody says anything. They just take it. They're just like, yeah, I mean, tell me about it. I know. It is, it's funny. But also, it's kind of cute, though, that drama thinks that, like, men being sensitive is, like, so attractive. Like, it's kind of this weirdly, like, he's trying to be, like, a macho guy, but it's also showing this other side where they're all like yeah yeah all they do is talk about their feelings (laughs) yeah yeah it's true i mean it's it's like listen it's nice that he thinks that that's a good thing like 
He's also so gross. I mean, he's the worst. I mean, the way in which he thinks it's a good thing is that it gets people laid, not like that it's good to be open and sensitive and honest with other people. But like, but you know, I mean, he's doing, he's for who he is and what he is, he's moving forward, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. He's he's got he's woke. He's the worst. He's got one eye open in his wokeness. <laughs> <laughs> he's mostly snoozing. <laughs> um, so then we cut to Vince. He's eating dinner with Mandy, um, and they're talking about the whole Chris thing. Yeah, I love that this opens on her going. So you're mad at me? Yeah. <laughs> what a great way to start. So uh, it's weird that she was actually able to pick up on some emotion coming out of Vince. Yeah. Normally he doesn't. I love. Anything. He's not doing anything that would indicate that he, <laughs> he's just like staring blankly off into the distance, and he's like, "No, you're mad at he's me." He's literally I could tell. being the same as he is in every other scene. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think that they write in emotion lines for him because his face always looks the same. Yeah. So he has to be like, "I'm feeling pretty angry right now. <laughs> I am feeling sad." So she says that Chris like called her and basically begged to see her. Um, and then they have this like weird discussion where it ends up, I mean, she basically at the end of it says that she is leaning towards going with Chris over, over Vince. How can I be sure? It's been, what, two weeks? Well, I'm sure. Really? Huh. <sighs> because... I'm not, Vince. I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm really confused. I can't lie because, you know, on one hand, I think about you and the way that you make me feel and how I felt five years ago. And then on the other hand, I think about him and I kind of miss him. Why don't you just be honest with me and tell me which hand you're leaning towards? His. It's really, um, it's interesting because it, this is another situation where I feel like some, like one of our boys pushed an issue that they didn't have to. Yeah. Like she probably wouldn't have broken up with him that night. Like it seemed like, like she's still thinking about it, but he's like, you choose now. Right. She's like, I guess I choose to keep thinking about it. So, Chris, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, she he put her on the spot and didn't pay off. Yeah, yeah, he and Ari are both big old dum dums, who for whom it's absolutely going to work out fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> They're all screwed. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's male privilege. Ooh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, girl, tell me. I mean, anyway, I've seen the Entourage movie, so I know that they all end up fine. Turn both your mics down real no, quick. Turn them up. You turn those microphones up. <laughs> Women will be heard. <laughs> so then we cut to Turtle and Drama. They're watching Brian's song, and they're holding back tears. Uh, e keeps coming in and And you know what? Them. It is so fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were losing your mind over this. Yeah, I right? threw you my were... underwear at the screen because it was just too much. I can't get Ari on the phone. It says his cell's been disconnected. Shut up. Move. Any of you guys have any idea where Vince might have his home number? No, shut up. Move. Call the agency. There's got to be a nighttime answering service. But I say to you here now, 
So E ends up calling the agency and asks for Ari, and they say that he no longer works there, and he is just it doesn't really know what to say about that. So he walks it back into the room where uh, they're watching the movie, and basically they don't react at all. And then Vince walks in. Hey Vince. Yeah. Should you turn off the TV? Come on, Vince. It's the best part. I just to get it over with so we don't have to talk about it again. You guys are right. It's not over between them. And we're done. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, sorry, Vin. We're all sorry, bro. Yeah. Are you mad at us for telling you? No, I love you guys for telling me. Anything we can do for you? Nah. I'll actually tell Ari I'm not going to do the movie. Yeah, they're really mad that we told you. Right. They don't really give him like a big reaction here. I guess. Yeah, there's no reaction from anybody. Maybe I'm used to how humans talk to each other, but I sort of expected (laughs) them to like stand up and hug him or something. Yeah. They, they like. Or like at least stand up at all. They can barely turn fully around on the couch to like look at him. Yeah, I feel they like it's that angle. Even turn, they barely even pause the show that they're watching. Right. Like, they only do it when they realize he's distraught. <laughs> yeah. Like, then once he's talking, like you said, they're like, oh, sorry, man. But I bet deep down they're like, yes, this gives us a few more years of milking our friend before he has a girlfriend and then a wife who starts asking questions like, are you sure you want to spend our kids' college fund on a gold Cartier watch for this guy? (laughs) Right, yeah. I know he's your friend, but why do you need this? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Honestly, I guess that's true is that none of them ever liked her much in the first place, but you'd still think that they would be like a little softer towards their friend. But that's also, again, it's Entourage. What am I thinking? Yeah. So Vince ends up like walking out of the room and before he leaves, he tells E, uh, tell Ari that he's not going to do the movie anymore because he can't spend every day on set with Mandy. Ooh, high uh, drama. E looks very worried. Yeah, he's <laughs> um, like, I can't tell say Ari anything. anything. Yeah. And then we cut to Ari. He's uh, driving around with Lloyd in the uh, prop car from Fast and Furious. So Lloyd has like a ridiculous car. I like, love that car. <laughs> I, that's not a car that I would expect Lloyd to have. Like, what, does I mean, he street race? Do you if think? it was really <laughs> like a prop from Fast and the Furious, it might have just been like a gift that no one needed. Yeah, I don't know if that is his car or if it actually was a prop car from Fast and Furious, and they just like, mm-hmm. or was that a joke? Like, yeah, I don't know if they were like joking about his style or if they were, or if he literally, because it's true when you work in production, people sometimes will just be like, "Do you want this?" I mean, not usually with like a car, but maybe when you're working at that level, they do. I would like to, I want, I want that to be Lloyd's car and I want him to be, you know, a secret street racer at night when he leaves, <laughs> leaves yeah, Ari, he be, gets out his aggression. See, again, this pilot is getting streets. better and better for the Lloyd spinoff. Yeah. Um, so they're in Lloyd's car and Lloyd, so Ari's being like a little bit vulnerable with Lloyd talking He's about how, drunk as you know, a skunk. yeah, he, this is the only way that he could be vulnerable is being uh, kind of shit faced. What the hell am I going to say to my wife? Ari, I worked 18 hours a day to save up the money to put myself through Stanford Business School. While I was there, I cleaned the cafeteria during the hours I wasn't studying and still graduated top of my class, only to take a job delivering mail to unappreciative, overpaid little 
cocksuckers. Then we'll finally get the big promotion that would allow me to answer your phones and be both racially and sexually harassed for the next nine months. But I know the end game, and you, Ari Gold, you are it. So stop your fucking whining and go into your gorgeous $3 million house with your beautiful goddess wife and figure out how you're going to make both of our lives happen tomorrow. God, I love Lloyd. It's so positive and it's, yeah. uh, you know, very uplifting. You share a little bit more info about Lloyd, why he sticks with Ari, even though he gets berated every day. Uh, yeah, because he thinks Ari's life is the dream. <laughs> It's not bad. I mean, I mean he's which got a three million dollar house it, and you know. wife and kids. Be- goddess wife. Goddess wife. Eight million dollar mm-hmm. house or a three million dollar house. Just like you, producer Dan. Um, so then, after the speech, uh, Ari turns up the radio and "Once in My Life" starts blasting through the speakers, and Ari uh, starts singing along. Oh my God. Once in my life, I've got someone who needs me. Someone I've needed so long. This is a very weird scene that goes on for way too long. (laughs) Um, And then Ari gets out of the car screaming for his wife the na- the we don't see neighbors actually looking out the window but we just see lights going on in houses yeah. around he's like honking lloyd's horn yeah I, and i i mean <laughs> that sounds I don't, like uh, a euphemism but it's not he's honking lloyd's car horn i don't uh <laughs> being in new york um, <laughs> when i hear commotion outside my window because <laughs> there beep, usually beep. is a lot i don't usually turn my lights on it, I will just go to the window and yeah, see yeah. what the if fuck anything, is going You want those on. lights <laughs> off so people can't see that you're looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't like that little movie, that little trope uh, that happens. Yeah. Uh, if you're a real snoop and a stalker like myself, yeah, uh, a good you'll, snoop. You'll, you'll be just peeking uh, Joe, out the how curtain. How many times have you stalked things? Uh, too many times, Emily. Uh. Too many times. <laughs> Um, and that's the end of the app. So Mrs. O- Mrs. Ari comes out and they start dancing. Uh, well, no, she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> she has a perfectly reasonable response to his terrible dancing. I did like that he, <laughs> there was, this. it was so pointless too, but at least it was addressed that like he's still dancing. He's like, come on, dance with me. I love this song. And she's like, there's no music playing. The music's the song gone. The gone, <laughs> you dumb <laughs> Yeah, and that's um, the uh, that's the episode. And I think we actually ended yeah. up mentioning uh, all the trivia as we went, right? Which was uh, well, there was no real trivia. There were just two goofs that I saw on IMDb. Was uh, where Turtle says that they're watching that they uh, were watching Ryan's song, but the the film is called Brian's Song. Mm-hmm. Uh, parentheses, nineteen seventy one. And the other one was the plot hole in the scene where Lloyd and Ari are parked in front of Ari's house. Lloyd gives a speech saying that he went to Stanford Business School. However, in a prior episode, Blue Balls Lagoon, Ari says that Lloyd was an art major at Sarah Lawrence Col- Sarah Lawrence College. Now, I would argue <laughs> that that's not a plot hole because business school usually comes after undergrad, so it's entirely possible he did both. Although, now that I've heard it back, it's entirely possible also that Ari was just making up uh, he what he thought the girliest yeah. thing was that yeah. Lloyd could have done for, but but I think he really could yeah. have had an art, like been an art major at Sarah Lawrence and then gone to Stanford Business School. Yeah, I want to give kudos to whoever fucking wrote this on the IMDb page for this individual episode who 
was paying that careful attention. Oh, did you do it? I, no, not me. <laughs> but hey, kudos to whoever it was. Yeah, it's true that I like mean, the fact this is, that this is a deep cut to to, to be. Uh, I know. I'm here like <laughs> arguing with them about it, but at the same time, the fact that anyone else has gotten this far down the rabbit hole is terrifying. Um. Well, do we want to do? We got so we have two recurring segments on the show, right? Um, you know, I really don't have a that's not okay corner today. I feel like everything's sort of. What about the stocking? You cool mm. with the stocking? You know what? Yeah, cool you're right. I think we talked about how it's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> stocking bad, not stocking good. Yeah, I think we can say that's not okay corner. Don't stalk people, you dum dums. Yeah. Don't uh, be like me. And then our other recurring segment is, of course, uh, guest knows best. Guess knows best. Guess knows best. Um, really? Katie. Is this me? Yeah. This it's, is you. This is a very open segment uh, where you basically have the chance to talk about whatever you want. You can talk about overall impressions of that episode. You can talk about entourage. You can talk about not entourage. We've had people talk about watering plants, um, font, uh, favorite fonts, uh, puzzles. Puzzles. Um, so it's really up to you, whatever you, you, we just want to give you the floor for a little bit to talk about whatever you want. I mean, I would be ashamed if I didn't take the floor and talk about low rise jeans. I'm sure that everyone else has already talked about these heinous crimes, but has anyone else talked about low rise jeans? Low rise jeans? I've talked a little bit about the the styles of the time, but I would love to hear uh, your thoughts. I guess I just feel like they're a crime against humanity. Oh, they are. Yeah. And absolutely. yet they're all over the place. They're all over the place in the early aughts and all over, all over this episode. And we just have to grin and bear it. And it's just, it, it really, it breaks my heart to see all of these young women struggling. Maybe they weren't struggling, right? Like, I mean, they're very tiny, just struggling to wear these abominations against nature. And what really, truly scares me, though, is the knowledge deep down that low-rise jeans are coming back. They're coming. There's going to be nothing we can do about it. They're on their way. And so when I watch Entourage, I just, you know, I have this sort of sense of foreboding, like kind of like you're watching The Twilight Zone and you're waiting for like a jump scare. But the jump scare is jeans. (laughs) The jump scare is low-rise jeans. Uh, Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, It is. It's terrifying. They're a crime and I don't want them. I don't want them on my body. I don't want them in my eyeballs. I mean, like dress how you want in the world. Get away. But no, thank you. I'm, I'm not today, Satan. I'm fine with them. <laughs> you're you're in the pro low rise jean camp, Joe. They don't bother me. I don't care. But Joe, you don't have to wear them. Are they uncomfortable to wear, or is that is? Yeah, well, they they like show your like you're. I guess guys kind of wore lower jeans, but it's not the same. Yeah, it just leaves sort of everything hanging out. And if they're too tight, it does oh. a lot of bad things. Yeah. It's so stressful. And everyone sees your underwear. I don't know. I always feel like my, my butt crack is out. Yeah. And then what what, what underwear you, do you wear with it? Because, like, sometimes your underwear is too tall. Yeah. Sometimes your underwear yeah. is too tall. <laughs> it's too tall. And that's what I have to we say We all about wear that. that tall underwear. That's my piece. That's, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so uh, should we move on into rating the episode? That's it. That's guest knowing best. Thank you. And well, that sorry. was guess knows best. Again. That's guess knows best. Guess guess knows best, but best, best, but best. The best. <laughs> the the theme song is always the same every week, and we will not be taking any <laughs> questions or comments. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, what do we want to what do we want to give this one? Um, how many uh, how many what's do we want to give this? Out of how many how many? I was thinking tsetse flies. Tsetse flies. Okay. Yeah. Or the red chairs mm-hmm. at the milkmaiden's restaurant. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say how many VHS copies of Brian's song. Oh. Ooh, I do um, like that one too. Or uh, silver watches that don't uh, blend against drama skin very well. <laughs> I feel like tsetse flies are the, um, obviously up to you guys, but I feel like tsetse flies are probably the most exodus in the episode. So how many how many do you want to give this one? Me, I'm going to give it a, a seven. Wow, that's a high one for you. Yeah, I liked the Brian song thing. I liked wow. uh, I liked Lloyd. Lloyd won me over in this. I liked uh, Drunk Ari singing a little bit. I think I um, I like Terrence. I like Malcolm McDowell. That is being around mm-hmm. and writing nothing. Yeah, with a bunch of exclamation points. I mean, there were a lot of problematic things, but I think there was nothing. Um, were there? I mean, there was the stalking, and there was all the things that Ari says about Lloyd always. But it was so. Yeah, that's what I was going. That was that's what I was going for. Was there weren't really any like egregious things oh, in this okay. episode. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to give it a seven. I liked the use of music. I liked Lloyd. Like I said, I, his his little speech kind of like brightened the episode for me. Nice. Yeah, and you know what? I liked the little. Even though it involved stalking, I liked drama and Turtles' little subplot and their friendship. Yeah. All right. So that's my piece. Seven tsetse flies out of ten possible tsetse flies. <laughs> Uh, Katie, how many uh, how many would you like to give this? I would give it eight tsetse flies because anytime that you get to see Lloyd actually take the take center stage, yes, like that just makes the show better for sure. Yep. And also because his car is amazing. Oh yeah. And because mm, I don't I don't want to ruin it for you. Emily, but yeah, this is definitely the last time we see Mandy Moore. So I feel like that, you know, you got to give the Zitsi flies out while you can. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's right. Zitsi yeah. flies don't grow on trees here. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I respect and appreciate that. Yeah. Joe? I'm going to give this a. Oh boy, I was gonna go low. Uh-oh. That's okay. You're about to have your own. I'm gonna do a. Um, I'll give it a six. I'll do six. Um, oh. I liked. Uh, I liked seeing the inside of a blockbuster again. Oh yeah. See, like all the like. Mm. I feel like just the set. Like there were just set pieces that were very pleasurable yeah. for me. I liked. <laughs> that sounds uh, so weird. Well, I liked. Uh, I liked Davies taking a stand against mm-hmm. Ari for once. Yeah. Oh, this was also the only episode where I think anyone's actually openly said to Ari, like, Be you nice. can't, yeah, you, yeah. you can't do this. Like, you're yeah. not behaving well. Yeah, I love McDowell. I think he's great in this. His acting is, uh, it's, there's a Oscar huge worthy? difference between <laughs> watching a scene of the boys watching uh, or eating dinner or watching Brian's song than McDowell talking to Piven. <laughs> the acting is, uh, it's all over the place. Um, but McDowell's killing it. And yeah. And this is, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's yeah. all. The, all right, so I that's mean, an average yeah, of seven. Seeing the inside flies. of a blockbuster was really the, the main <laughs> thing that yeah, I liked about highlight. the episode. Yeah. yeah blockbuster. <laughs> 
All right, so that's a seven, an average of seven tsetse flies for this episode. That's pretty good, really, yeah. in the grand scheme of episodes and how we've ranked them. It's no 9.2 on IMDb, but no, it's but a seven tsetse flies on Potterage. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have anything else? Well, I guess we can plug ourselves and all that kind of thing. Um, Joe, yeah. where can people find you? Um, well, you can find me on Instagram, um, at Joe DeBella. Uh, just posting pictures of garbage that I'm eating and um you really do and it's beautiful and uh Emily I I don't know I might start tweeting again soon I don't know don't we'll you make see. me promises you're not we'll gonna see. keep Katie we'll see we'll see <laughs> Katie I feel like I also didn't do a great job like plugging all the very cool things that you do at the top of this I panicked a little and just uh like gave you a very general introduction but <laughs> you've done stuff for what the village voice NPR uh Teen Vogue, I think that kind of thing. Yep, Vice. Um, Vice, very rock and roll. Thank you. I think the best way to find me is just on Twitter. You know, at cat underscore toth, k a t underscore t o t h. That's where I generally talk about my gut health and other. And I other love your Twitter feelings. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great Twitter. I can't recommend it highly enough. Um. Yeah, and uh, thank you so much for being here and for being on this uh, this this podcast Yay. of ours, this podtourage uh, that we call home. Well, Emily, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at mdunkaroo, E-M-D-U-N-C-A-R-O-O. Um, so we usually end this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we end the podcast uh, by asking the guests if they would join us by saying, oh, yeah. So, Katie. Will you join us in saying, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to have a delay. I'm probably going to say it about a second after you. But okay. <laughs> cool. We'll see what we can we'll do. We'll just keep it going. Do we'll just do it? a very long one. We do like the, the theme song. Like, like with the sound. Yeah. Yeah. As as like, you oh, would hear yeah. it in the song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. So until next week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Baby! Lloyd, baby. what the hell is wrong with him? Baby! He's in love, is all. Good night. <laughs>